A Year in Japan, Episode 13. Hi, hello there and a very warm welcome to episode 13 of A Year in Japan, the greatest podcast ever to have been broadcast by Joseph Tame, who's uh, just a bit busy at the moment. He's in the uh, bathroom painting his grey hairs brown. Today's his 30th birthday, you see. He's pretending he's not worried, but we know better, don't we, listeners? Well, on today's episode, we've got uh, we got quite a lot coming up for you, which we haven't quite thought of yet, but we'll make it up as we go along. I'm sure it'll be grand. So it's the New Year special, the New Year special episode, 2008, the most 2008-ish year ever to have occurred, apparently. Anyway, um, I think I'm talking complete rubbish, so I'm going to hand over to Joseph, who's just come back from the bathroom. So uh, Joseph, Joseph, would you mind having a word with the listeners here? Uh, yeah, hi, hi, yeah, hi, it's Joseph. Hi. Oh, it's actually very nice now. It's been a while. So yeah, it's the new year. It's 2008. It's all really exciting. There's loads of stuff happening. And um, I've forgotten my mic stand today. I'm broadcasting live from the Welsh Garden Project. That's uh, deep in the Welsh outback. And uh, I'm having to use a lunchbox for a mic stand. So uh, if you hear some disgruntled pieces of bread trying to get out, you know why. Anyway, to start today's show, we're going we're gonna to begin with a brief recap of what I'm doing at the moment here in the Welsh Outback. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for a start, you have to remember we're in revision period. Oh, yes. Penultimate exams coming up at the end of this month and beginning of February. Exams for Japanese language. Japanese language exams involve, oh, let me think, three or four things. One is a, is a fake interview, a mock interview, and that's the speaking exam. It's about 10 minutes long. Two of us students to one teacher interviewing us for a job. And uh, then we've got a three-hour written exam, which involves translation, newspaper comprehension, and writing a, a letter in uh, complicated posh language, which uh, I, I don't do all that that well. But uh, anyway, but we'll see how it goes. Um, what else? Uh, oh yes, I've got an exam for population and environment in China. Yes, that's uh, one of my other modules with uh, the good uh, Dr. Chris Brammel who has some rather controversial uh, ideas on Mao Zedong. But um, anyway, we'll sweep that under the carpet because he's a very nice man. Finally, final exam, Work and Society in Japan. It's a relatively new module at the University of Sheffield. Basically, we, we look at the, um, the tendencies of Japanese people to work long hours and, and uh, look at these the demands for more women in the workplace and is it really feasible because already they're doing a lot of work at home for Mr. Tanaka preparing his sushi for when he gets back after a hard day's work slogging away in the office. What else is going on? Um, well, let me see. Oh yes, speech contests. 
we have the uh, what's it called the third Japanese language university speech contest on the 2nd of February at uh, Imperial College London there's uh, six finalists in my category and I'm going to be talking about uh, NGOs in Japan would you like a sneak preview of, the, of my speech okay I'll, I'll just I'll just give you the first paragraph the first little tantalizing morsel which will leave you gagging for more uh, how does it be? oh yes sir Nihonde no NGO Something like that. So uh, I think I've just about got this uh, speech nailed. It's going to take me a couple of weeks to really perfect it, you know, to get my samurai moves really groovy. Because, uh, of course, I'll be jumping all over the place to try and distract people from my grammatical errors. It's, uh, I'm pretty excited about this uh, speech, you know. I think it's going to be groovy. It's going to be groovy. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, 2nd of February. There's also, uh, what else am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm allegedly preparing for an interview at the Japanese Embassy in London, should I be uh, lucky enough to be granted an interview, for the position of CIR on the jet scheme. But uh, I'm not going to say too much more about that because, you know, it just might not happen. Finally, I'm gardening. Oh yes, it may be snowing, but Joseph Tame is out there in the garden with his samurai wheelbarrow. What's a samurai wheelbarrow? Oh yeah, it's a samurai wheelbarrow, right? Is this wheelbarrow which is so fast that it gets all around the garden, right? With before you even see it moving, right? So when you look at it, it's still in the same place that it was before. Actually, it's been everywhere. I think. I think that's what a samurai wheelbarrow So anyway, yeah, I'm there with my samurai wheelbarrow, my samurai hedge cutter. I haven't got the samurai chainsaw out yet because uh, it's, it's a bit bit beyond me uh, this week. Maybe next week I'll be brave enough to get the samurai chainsaw out because when I do that, the rest of the trees in Wales will probably be felled and that goes strictly against my ethical beliefs and my belief in trees as good and loving and huggable. So anyway, that's that's a brief update on what on what Joseph Tame is doing at the moment. Um, yes, yes, most most interesting time of the year. We do love this January. You know, it's all, all new and, and super, and and, uh, and the green leaves are going to be coming out pretty soon. The bulbs are on their way, and uh, it's all jolly good. Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll be quiet now. Bye bye. Wig, wig, oh wig, you are so wiggy in your wigginess. A wig, wig, a wig, you are so wiggy in a wiggy way. Wig, 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 wig. Oh yeah, oh yeah, wig, wig, wig. And now a word from our sponsors. The Adventures of Pepe. Pepe goes to China. Out soon in a bookstore near you. Pepe is no ordinary penguin. For Pepe is a very brave penguin. He travelled overland all the way from Tokyo to Sheffield, UK. 31 trains, 3 boats, 2 bicycles, a hot air balloon and a very slow rocket. Pepe rode them all. Pepe's new book, The Adventures of Pepe the Penguin, Pepe Goes to China, 
comes out next year and it's going to be very popular. It begins like this. In the summer of 2007, Pepe, an emperor penguin born in the Antarctic, found himself growing tired of teaching penguinese to the youth of Tokyo Zoo. It was time for a holiday. He had long dreamed of visiting China, but it was only now, with the relaxation of the 1975 Penguin Immigration Act, that he could finally apply for a tourist visa. The fun was about to begin. Oh yes, so Pepe is going to be starring in a huge number of books and on a website which I haven't made yet. And he's going to be amazing. So watch out for Pepe the Penguin. Thank you very much. Okay, so uh, now accompanied by Twinkle on the uh, mouth organ thing, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, what it's been like in the final year of a Japanese studies degree. So, um, <clears throat> as uh, as many of you know, I left Japan in uh, August 2007, and I travelled back uh, overland, back to the UK. Took 28 days. Great, uh, great adventures there all on uh, www.9000miles.info uh, or just go to tamegoeswild.com Anyway, uh, since then, so I left uh, left Twinkle uh, back in Japan, arrived back in the UK um, Long distance relationships never to be recommended um, Actually though, this time um, uh, you know, it's it's been what? It was four months we didn't see each other for and uh, that was pretty... Um, it got harder, actually. I thought it was going to get easier, but it didn't. It got harder. So um, at the end, uh, in the end, uh, Twinkle came over for Christmas and New Year and uh, had a fabulous, fabulous holiday, which culminated... I'm not, I, I said I was going to talk about university, but I've just got a bit sidetracked. Red hole, red hole. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. And uh, we had a great, great time. Really fantastic. Um, a lot of catching up to do, <laughs> um, and um, what did we do? So we visited all my family around the UK, and then we had a really constructive uh, few days over New Year spent with friends where um, the emphasis was on um, goal setting and writing out plans as to how to achieve our goals and working on um, attitudes towards uh, attitudes towards life and things and a really constructive environment for four or five days so we started off the new year feeling really fantastic very excited about this uh, 2008 year ahead um, what else uh, yeah we visited Windsor we said hello to the Queen and uh, spent a day in Bath and um, what else oh yeah final day I mean uh, those of you who've read the Daily Mumble will know this but uh, when we got to um, to Heathrow Airport and um, we basically Twinkle's flight was overbooked and when we arrived British Airways uh, said to Twinkle um, the flight's overbooked now you can go on this flight because if we book you in now you'll be one of the sort of priority people or you can volunteer to go on a different flight with a different company. 
If you volunteer, we will pay you £440 in cash or give you a £600 uh, flight voucher. And um, so we thought, hey, this is pretty good, you know. And so we opted for the £600 travel voucher. So that basically means that Twinkle's um, flight later this year is already paid for. Then uh, about an hour later, they said, oh, look, we're really sorry, but that other flight we were going to send you on is now fully booked. Um, and we could send you on our flight, later flight today, but that's also fully booked. So we'd prefer it if you'd like to volunteer to fly tomorrow instead. And if you do that, we'll pay for you, pay for your night in the hotel with all meals included, and we'll give you another £440 in cash or £600 voucher. So, oh, thank you very much. They gave us a debit card with a, with a pin and said, just take it to that ATM machine over there, stick it in, and uh, you'll get £440 in cash out. So that's what we did. So uh, in the evening, we found ourselves staying in this lovely hotel, um, with a free return flight to Japan, £440 in cash, and uh, we were, oh, 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 it was great. Following morning, we returned to Heathrow Airport a little bit early, and we say to them, we understand that the flights today are overbooked, and uh, is it possible that uh, we can um, volunteer again to go on a different flight? They said, you know, that would be very, very helpful. If you agree to go on this other flight, which arrives 50 minutes after your original flight, we will give you £220 in cash. Thank you very much. Thank you, British Airways. We will take that. So in the end, we ended up with £660 in cash and a, a, a travel voucher worth £600 for, for another flight. Uh, all for um, agreeing to uh, stay and spend another hotel, a night in a hotel uh, together, which uh, was very nice. So yeah, British Airways, thoroughly recommended. The way to uh, get your free tickets and your free money is to book your flight on one of the busiest days of the year, such as the 4th of January. Book yourself on flight 005 or 007, they're traditionally fully booked, or any other BA flight that tends to get very overbooked. And uh, then when you get to the airport, ask if you can volunteer to go on another flight. And you'll be quitting. <sighs> anyway, so, oh, it was great. It was so good to see Twinkle and made me realise that um, it's not really right to be living apart. So, what else? So final year Japanese then, what's it like? Well. It's a lot easier than second year Japanese, and in a way it's easier than first year Japanese. There's less emphasis on the, on the Japanese language itself in your final year, uh, so not so many hours spent studying kanji. Um, however, there is, you know, there is still a lot of work to do with things like dissertation and stuff like that. Um, for my dissertation, I'm, I'm studying charities, uh, charities in Japan, same subject as my speech contest theme. Um, so uh, yeah, in the final year also, this is when you start getting asked, so what are you going to do after you graduate? And uh, of course you say, um, haven't got a clue actually. Um, oh, oh, it's my phone. It's my, oh, I got a message. Oh, happy birthday according to Skype. Thank you, James. Isn't Skype wonderful? It tells everyone when it's your birthday. You get lots of nice birthday letters and things. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so people ask you, so what are you going to do after you graduate? 
Well, it's a tricky one. Um, basically, um, I don't really, I, I don't want to end up in a career path, you know, years and years working in for some company. Not my cup of tea. Own business, want my own business. Very important. In fact, um, Sasko, sorry, I mean Twinkle. Twinkle and I have a, have a couple of um, uh, young businesses at the moment and uh, they're going to continue to expand so I'm not too keen on taking on some uh, some career job however in the short term I'm applying for the position of coordinator of international relations with the Japanese government on the jet scheme competition is fierce there are eight positions available for people from the UK and I know four people who are applying <laughs> and that's Justin Sheffield so uh, whether I get an interview, whether I get the job, we'll see. Apart from that, now if I don't get that job, what I'll probably do is I'll get another job in Tokyo, maybe doing an, in a training position. Um, if it's teaching, uh, it would have to be some special kind of teaching that feels worthwhile, um, just for a year or so, and whilst our businesses grow. And uh, the plan is basically to live in Japan for five to ten years, maybe ten years when the children get to uh, that age where the Japanese education system starts to screw them up. Uh, we'll probably come back to the UK and uh, maybe send them to a Steiner school. So that's the plan there. So uh, yeah, you know what, I'll be so glad when this degree is over. It's been great, I've loved it. But um, six years, or is it, f no, five years five years since I left Tokyo to apply to, to go to Sheffield University. Five years ago was when I bought that fake degree off the internet for $300. Otaru Immigration Department laughed at it, told me to pack my bags. So it was back to the UK and uh, trying to get this degree. And we're nearly there. Ladies and gentlemen, we're nearly there. Only six months to go. Oh yes, we're nearly there. Oh. Ah. So anyway, that's uh, final year Japanese, so it's uh, not as hard as, as, as your second year or, for, or, or first year, I don't think, but uh, oh yes, there's so many things to do, that you're a busy, busy person. Right then, uh, okay, that's the end of this uh, little section on uh, final year Japanese. Uh, we now move on to the next section. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm now out here in the garden, the Welsh Garden Project. It's a pretty big garden. Lots of trees and leaves. And luckily not so many brambles because I've spent four years now cutting them down. <sighs> I won. I won. And uh, yeah, just a little contem contemplative, contemplative moment. And, uh, yeah, this uh, not being in Japan thing, when Japan now does really feel very much like home. Um, you know, I've lived there for almost three years now, so not that long, but uh, long enough for it to feel like home. Just climbing over a stile, and now up into the woods, into the clearing. It's a bit of a mysterious clearing, this. You've got all these great big pine trees all around. Then you've got this magical clearing with a little path leaving off it. 
And I tend to imagine that this is where the animals come in the evening, at night, for their meetings. It's the, uh, the animal council meeting place, just ducking under a tree. And here we are in the clearing. It's a bit overgrown at the moment. I think whatever animals are on grass mowing duty have been slacking a bit. And whatever animals are on clearing the trees away duty, they're slacking too. I think it's probably the deer, because there's a lot of deer tracks around here, mainly deer that use this uh, council place um, to discuss things like, um, you know, who's going to eat the moss off the um, off the trees uh, to keep them tidy, uh, stuff like that. So uh, anyway, I'm just going to walk up the little animal path, and who knows, I might find. Uh, some animals on their way to the next animal council which I think is sometime this month so um, yeah I think one thing that really helped was uh, when when I got back leaving Japan was actually quite easy because I had this really exciting one month journey on trains and things like that back to the UK it wasn't that difficult to, to go back and also because I knew that I'll be going back within 12 months are we returning to Japan after my year? So now it's as if I'm kind of on on sabbatical here in the UK. But anyway, one thing that helped was when uh, Twinkle sent me a message saying, "Just remember, when you look up at the sky, I'm under the same sky," and that's good to know. <laughs> you know, Japan may be a long way away, but well, it's all the same really, it's all the same place. Um, so I think after that journey and seeing the physical connection between Japan and the UK, I stopped feeling that it was so distant. In one way I felt it was even more distant because it took so blooming long to, to get back. But in another way it's like, yeah, there is a definite connection. And, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's just a little it's just physically in a little different place but actually really we're all in the same place and um, yeah and so I feel that uh, my twinkle and my friends there are here with me in England so that's been uh, very um, gives me strength gives me strength and uh, yeah Another thing I've been t trying to tackle this year is um, getting things done. Procrastination. I'm a terrible one for procrastination. Really am. I mean, this podcast, in a way, is procrastination because I should be revising. But it is my birthday today, so I feel it's a, it's a treat. Still walking along this path in the forest. Can't see any animals yet. Maybe they're hiding behind the trees. So, um, yeah, one thing that's helped is, is definitely clear planning, setting goals and deciding what I will be happy with as an outcome. Big thing since I started university was, um, well, I wanted to get a first in terms of my degree classification. My first year, you know, I did very well at Japanese and I was determined to get a first. Second year, I still did pretty well. And I think at the moment I'm kind of a borderline first. I'm, 
about, I think I got just got 70%. And um, then last year living in Japan, I don't know, the, the emphasis on, on getting a first kind of started to fade a bit. Uh, you know, in the big scheme of things, does it really matter? And of course, no, it doesn't. I think uh, university, the most precious things you can get out of university is, is what you get when you're taking part in extracurricular activities, um, which uh, when your partner isn't in the country means things like uh, being involved with Japan society and uh, setting up little businesses maybe and um, taking part in things like uh, I don't know, being a student representative, stuff like that. That's been the real highlight of, of university for me, really. I think I've gained so much out of those. Um, you know, as much, if not more, than the language element. So, um, yeah, so now I'm kind of thinking, I, I do really want to do well in my degree, and I will try my hardest in my exams that are forthcoming. This next week I'll be studying hard every day to revise for the exams. Um, but I think uh, whatever happens, I have, it's really important that I'm happy with the outcome, even if it is a 2-1. I mean, 2-1's perfectly decent anyway. And, um, yeah, yeah. So it's been a big battle, though, to not put other people's expectations of me ahead of my own um, strong desires. Just climbing up the bank here, I'm going to go into the thickly wooded area because I've not seen any animals on the path, so I'm thinking if I go into this wooded area, maybe I will see them hiding behind the rocks. So yeah, and I do still struggle, struggle a little with that because I know my teachers want me to do well and I know I want to do well but I also know that maybe my priorities are elsewhere so uh, yeah it's all interesting stuff anyway it's getting a little windy up here in the woods maybe there's an owl a big owl flapping its wings fanning the wind through the woods or perhaps it's just a strong wind that's coming from eastern England. <sighs> right, so I'm going to pause for a minute as I try and get up this last section of the hill. Right up in the in the windy woods. It's uh, it's very blowy up here. Lots of fallen trees. A lot of drama has been played out amongst these pines, I believe. Signs of disturbance by what I think might be deer or possibly wild boar, or even might be that escaped blue whale that uh, ran away from. Uh, Cardiff Aquarium last week and uh, anyway I think it's the perfect setting to talk about uh, this week's this month's this episode's uh, recommendation for learning Japanese I've, I've lost the music I've left it I've left it in Sheffield so here we go learning Japanese excuse me learning Japanese I think I'm learning Japanese I really think so learning Japanese I think I'm learning Japanese I really think so 
I know. Fantastic singing there by yours truly. Why don't I go and do a, have a singing career? I don't know. Maybe it will come. Um, right. Tip for learning Japanese this time as I snap off branches and fight my way through the thickest of thickest woods in the whole world ever, ever, episode 10. Um, is um, TBS, TBS radio podcasts. Um, TBS radio podcasts are, are just, just great because they're basically it's Japanese radio and uh, you can download them as podcasts. They're about 20 minutes per show, which is perfect bite size so you don't get too tired listening. Um, really quite normal Japanese being spoken friendly hosts, you get to know them, you love them. Whoa, I nearly fell over. I especially recommend uh, Nichiyo, Nichiyo Tengoku. I think, it, is it Nichiyo Tengoku? Uh, Sunday Heaven, I think. Uh, Azu, Azu, what's his name? Azu Shinichiro. I can't remember his name. Azu Shinichiro no おはようございます12月16日日曜日朝10時になりました TBS アナウンサー安住紳一郎ですおはようございます佐藤沙耶香です Fantastic show, love it, really love it So, TBS Radio Podcast um, The web address I shall put on the、um, The website for a year in Japan because I can't remember it off the top of my head. Absolutely brilliant. You must download it now and listen to it because it's fantastic. And that is this episode's Learning Japanese podcast. Oh, another tip don't stop practicing your kanji. I stopped practicing kanji since I left Japan, what, six months ago. My kanji ability has plummeted. Absolutely atrocious. I can read it, sure, and I can guess at meanings of ones that I can't pronounce, but when it comes to writing, even the most basic kanji, I'm having serious problems. I do not blame the way I learned them, and they will come back when I start using them again. But because I've stopped using them and I'm relying on my computer, oh dear, I tell you, bad news. So never stop your kanji. Yes, okay, that is the end of Learning Japanese. I think I'm learning Japanese. I really think so. Learning Japanese. I think I'm learning Japanese. I really think so. Learning Japanese. I think I'm learning Japanese. I really think so. Sitting by the stream here at the、uh, Welsh Garden Project and just wondering what's going to happen to a year in Japan. Obviously, this year I'm not in Japan, I'm back in Sheffield and, and、uh, not really that plugged in to what's going on in Japan, so perhaps this whole episode is a, it's a complete con. You've been conned, you've been made to download this free podcast and listen to it when it's got nothing to do with Japan. 
Well, it has, really, hasn't it? Because you've got my love for Japan permeating through it, like a river through the mud type thing. Um, I'm, I'm excited about going back to Japan in the summer, just after myself and Tinkle uh, get married. And um, I'm excited about, uh, about recording another series of A Year in Japan. What are we going to call it? A second year in Japan? <laughs> I don't know. Answers on a postcard. It's going to have to be something really clever like A Year in Japan. Again. Except different. Dot com. Maybe. Maybe not. And um, yeah, I'm excited about exploring aspects of Japanese culture which, uh, I, uh, for whatever reason, I haven't yet explored. Hopefully, with my language um, further improving, that there'll be more uh, more opportunities, or I'll make more opportunities to explore Japanese culture. Um, yeah, so you know, maybe this series won't always appeal to the people it was supposed to appeal to in the first place. I think it's going to be a bit like the Daily Mumble, my blog, which started off as one thing and then kind of metamorphosed, metamorphosificated is the technical word, actually, actually, into something else. And you know, I'm going to get people like anonymous commenting, saying, oh, it's not, you know, I preferred it when you were miserable. Or, um, yeah, I preferred it back in the old day when, when you were a bit more stupid. Or when you were less stupid, perhaps, it would be more accurate. But, um, well, you know, life is all about change, folks. That's the only sure thing in life. So, um, yeah, you know, we might have some episodes of Pepe the Penguin when his adventures have been recorded properly. And uh, we might, we might not. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wig, wig, wig. Oh yeah, we're feeling very wiggy today. I think it might be because it's my it's my birthday, which is a symbol of the river of life. Yes, fair enough. Um, anyway, I think I'm going to head back inside into the warmth of the Welsh Garden Project house. Oh yeah, it's warm. Oh yeah, it's got radiators and heating. Oh yeah. Okay, that's it from the garden. So, Wigmasters, or Meisters, should I say, there we are. That's the end of this rather odd show. Wasn't quite what you were expecting, wasn't quite what I was expecting. But, uh, well, the only thing to be sure of in life is change. We like a bit of change, you know. It challenges our expectations and gets us out there on the cutting edge of wig. So, um, anyway, I'm going to be back in the summer from Japan with, uh, with the proper Series 2 of A Year in Japan. A Year in Japan Series 2, I think, might be the name. That's what I've been thinking since uh, since the beginning of this episode. And uh, till then, you know, have a great have a great year. Get in touch. Send us some, some emails. Oh, by the way, the archives of A Year in Japan, uh, I'm taking them off iTunes because my bandwidth is, uh, is through the roof. So uh, the archives, if you go to ayearinjapan.com, you will find the archives uh, there. You can't get them through iTunes anymore, just from ayearinjapan.com. And uh, send me some feedback, you know, what would you like to see in the next uh, series? 
Perhaps uh, someone else presenting. <laughs> uh, okay, that wasn't so funny. But it's probably true. Never mind. So, okay, folks, I shall see you then. Till next time, stay positive, be happy, look on the bright side of life, and remember that uh, you can do anything you want if you set your mind on it, because you're amazing. And so is Pepe the Penguin. Till then, ta Japan is hosted by Positive Internet, www.positiveinternet.com.